Uh, former Matildas captain. She's still playing with Melbourne City in the squad there in the A-League women's goalkeeper, assistant manager as well. Melissa Barbieri joining us. Melissa, very good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Uh, so six straight for the Matildas after that 3-2 win against Spain. Where do you feel this squad has improved to achieve these results, which were, well, let's face it, pretty barren in the early days under Tony Gustafsson? Yeah, I think um, uh, the opponents chosen help a little bit here, but um, you know I'm not going to lie. The girls are, do, are doing really well in in terms of executing uh, a couple of things in terms of a little bit more fluidity when they're playing. Um, they seem to be on the same page a little bit more now, um, but they've just really shored up that defence. I mean, the three-two score line against Spain. Uh, I completely blame Tony Gustafsson on this one. He's, he made a couple of changes to get some uh, players some game time and it, and it just uh, threw a little bit of a, a cat amongst the pigeons in terms of executing a defensive game plan to, to hold on to that 3-0 lead. So I, I do feel like they, they had that real um, gelness happening and they were, they were really well set up and structured. Um, and then, unfortunately, a couple of those substitutions meant that um, Spain crept in for a, a little bit more. They had some great goals, don't get me wrong. Um, they did perform well in that last 20 minutes, but certainly the Matildas look a lot sharper in terms of um, keeping a clean sheet. Mackenzie Arnold yeah. did really, really well in that instance as well. Uh, Melissa, you mentioned the coach, and just listening to his comments after the game, uh, even though, as Mido just mentioned, the last six games have been outstanding, but he, he still wants more. He still has high expectations and still thinks that this team can get a lot better. Is that a real positive sign for the girls? I think it is, but it's also he knows that the the probably the calibre of the opposition hasn't been um, as high. Yeah, a lot of teams are missing a lot of players. It's really important that you know you don't get ahead of yourself with results when they, when you win. Like he was saying in terms of when they were losing, he was he was still saying a lot of the same things that it doesn't mean much when you when you've got eight or nine players out because the last time we played Spain, we had uh, less players. This time they have 15 players missing. Um, you know, so it, it very much comes down to let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's make sure that um, you know we're doing all the right things and executing because he's probably looking at what happened in that second half and it just all went to to nothing so he's probably not getting ahead of himself and making sure that um, the girls don't get you know they stay humble as well what do you see is the most contentious positions Melissa in the battle to make this final World Cup squad um, certainly I mean we've got the goalkeepers short up um, but who starts now um, after Mackenzie Arnold's performances uh, in these last two matches? She's been absolutely rock solid. Will he give uh, another keeper like Lydia Williams a chance to play against Jamaica? Um, you know, this is what would happen in a group stage sort of um, predicament where you have probably two more potent opposition and then one minnow country that you could afford to rest some players so you might see some changes in this third match um, that would be able to give you context in terms of who's going to 
pull the, the battle uh, mitts on um, to fight it out for that starting 11. But in terms of Ellie Carpenter returning to the squad, who misses out, um, there, you know, Alana Kennedy has been um, injured. She's a centre-back. So Claire Hunt has been getting some real great, great game time in these last two matches, and she's really stood up to the test. She debuted, so it's really hard for a debutante to come in to a, a quick succession tournament and, and put a, a stamp on it, but she certainly has. Melissa, plenty of excitement, obviously, building towards the World Cup, and that's our aim and that's our focus. In your opinion, how are we travelling? And what's going to be the pass mark for our girls at this World Cup? Uh, we're, we're, very, we're travelling quite well. I mean... It's a little bit worrying to see how many um, injuries we have. And that is the problem with um, our girls now playing professionally in Europe. Uh, They play quick succession matches, like sometimes three in a week. They have Champions League. They're flying all over the place. So the injuries is what's going to really throw um, throw the girls off if anything happens. But I'm sure they are resting these players just to make sure that they're right to go um, for their season ahead. So that's the only thing I'm worried about. I do feel like he's got he's probably about 15 players, um, you know, set to go, and he's and he's really working with some consistency now, and that's that's putting a lot of confidence. Uh, for myself in him because he stopped meddling with that um, starting 11. He's only making a few changes here and there. Um, but I think we're in good stead for a, 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 a good performance at this World Cup. I feel like he's kind of nutted out a good game plan that, that plays into our hands quite well. And Melissa, just uh, yourself, you I mean still in that uh, Melbourne City squad uh, in a player coach role. How are you finding it at this point in your career? Absolutely. You know, it's challenging. You know, you wake up every day, you're raring to go to training. I mean, everyone's like, why, why don't you retire? And it's like, I'm not ready to, because apparently you get, you you get a a feeling of when you want to retire. And, and if I'm still enjoying the challenge and, um, you know, everyone thinks that, you know, if you have an ego, sitting on the bench is um, not the way to go out, but I actually don't care. Every day is a great day for me. Every time I get to pull the boots on and, and gloves on and get out there amongst the girls. So I love it. And, you know, we've only just started in terms of getting real, um, you know, opportunity for our girls in the A-Leagues because we, we're just about to go to a full home and away season. So, you know, we're just growing exponentially every year and, and it's, it's great to still be a part of it all. Yeah, well, you talk about the team growing well. I'm sure you've, you've grown as an individual as well. And was it, was it strange or was it difficult at the start to adjust when you became the assistant manager plus playing? Um, it is. It's, it's about um, making sure that you are respecting the wishes of the club. Um, and then you probably think about it in terms of when you're captain, the role you have to play in terms of that leadership and making sure that you do what's best for the, the team and the club. Um, and then finding that balance with still being a player and, and being able to um, you know, have a bit of banter here and there. Mm. Uh, Melissa, I'm sure you've envisaged it, and many others have certainly all that those potential squad members. But Thursday, July 20, the Matildas against Ireland, World Cup opener, 
at a core stadium. I mean, did you ever envisage this day happening and it's not far away? No, I mean, you know, I always thought about going to World Cups as being um, on a plane and heading somewhere so, somewhere luxurious. Um, and now we get to showcase our own country. So it's a bit surreal and it's a bit, um, you know, I, I actually feel like people don't, don't really know what's about to hit our shores. Our our footballing community all over the world, we're just nuts and we're, we're so fanatic and I, I just don't think, um, you know, we're, we don't know what's in store for us. It's, it's going to be absolutely amazing. It certainly is. And in the interim, uh, tomorrow night on 10 Bold, the Matildas against Jamaica. Melissa will be a part of Network's 10, Network 10's coverage for that Cup of Nations clash tomorrow night. And we appreciate your time this morning, Melissa. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good day. And that is from 6.30 tomorrow. And just looking ahead to the futures for the Women's World Cup, uh, USA, the $4 favourites from England at 5, Germany 6, France and Spain 7. And, of course, we've just beaten Spain. Then it is the Netherlands, Sweden and Australia, all at $15 in those markets. And I think we've got markets open for yeah, for the for, uh, opening matches. Australia, $1.45 against Ireland who are $5.75, the draw $4. That's Thursday, July 20. And uh, also in our group are Nigeria and Canada. Not far away, the Women's World Cup.